What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Voice, and this is another episode of the Facts Project. Today, I have a special guest. I haven't had a special guest in a while. Y'all should be hating on that shit. But I got my man, Lawrence King, founder of Constant Hustle Comics. Thank you for being here, brother. Thank you for having me, brother. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. So this is a long time coming. Yes, as, as we have, we've transposed this for, for a long uh, for a while, because uh, in the if, you, if you're in this circle of indie comics, you tend to fly by night and see all these storylines and everything in there. And of course, my introduction to Constant Hustle was, of course, through Nightfall. Right. So it got me to know Avery the Astonishing. And I knew that this was a collaborative book with a lot of pieces involved in it. And it happened to be the first time that I seen a bunch of indie indie companies combining their characters into one storyline. Yep. So then from, from then, I mean, uh, I, I think you reached out to me I, or I reached out to you and, I think I reached out to you. and, and sent me, sent me a bunch of, a bunch of digital stories, man, look, we got to talk about this <laughs> for real, but, um, I'm glad first, you liked it, man. For real, first and foremost, how long has Constant Hustle Comics been in existence? Uh, this will make six years. Six years we've been, six years we've been in existence. Mm. Two years, yeah. This will make the second year of actually having something out. Mm-hmm. When I say six years, it's six years of me coming up with the name coming up with the uh, first few story ideas, getting the characters down. We did that for years before we even came out with our first book mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, first Kickstarter campaign or whatever the case may be. Man. Now, now you're based out of, uh, if, if I remember it's correct, Connecticut? Yep. Based out of Connecticut. Based out of Connecticut. Now, what, what is the, what is the comic scene like out there? Uh, Anybody that doesn't know. So there are, fortunately for us, well, before the whole COVID thing hit. Yeah. There was a, we have two of the biggest casinos like in the world. Yeah, Mohegan Sun and Foxwoods. Right. So they both have uh, Comic-Cons there. And before this started or before uh, COVID, um, matter of fact, the year that it hit and they shut everything down, we planned on being at both of them. Mm. So... We have a local uh, comic book store not far from us that uh, uh, we, we were set up also to do uh, um, our first signing in. And that's still on once everything relaxes down some. It's, it's, it has a decent comic book following. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people who follow comic books. Any comic books, not as much, of course, but mm-hmm there's still a lot of people who follow comics here. And um, the good thing about being in Connecticut is that you're, you know, not far from New York or Rhode Island or Massachusetts. So whatever we lack, you just go drive a couple hours and you can make up the difference. Absolutely. So that helps. Even Massachusetts. Right. Damn. Okay. Right. So I had uh, me personally, just, um, just looking you up and I, I asked this question before we began. Uh-huh. Um, because I got the, uh, I got the notation from looking you up that, that you're an athlete, right? Strong man athlete. Yes, strong man athlete. Uh-huh. So th- I have to, I always pose this question on anybody who has, has trained as an athlete 
or who has had a career as an athlete. Did the desire to become an athlete derive from superheroes or did the inspiration of superheroes propel you to become an athlete? Uh, I think it was the superheroes propelling me to become an athlete mm. is what I think. I, I am an only child. So comic books and myself, they were like uh, babysitters for me when I was mm -hmm. when I was really young. And um you know, the Hulk and I mean, everybody, I mean, back then everybody was massive. Everybody could lift everything. I mm -hmm. mean, there were people that separate themselves, of course, like Hercules and Thor and the Hulk and people like that, but still everybody was so strong. You wanted to be that strong. You wanted to be, you know, uh, 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 those people. So when I first started in Strongman, it was, it was something like that. And plus I always say, even to this day, when I get all my stuff, cause I'm an old man, so mm -hmm. when I when I compete, I gotta wear a lot of you know uh, knee braces and and elbow sleeves and wrist wraps. So I feel like I'm getting suited up as one of the Avengers. By the time <laughs> I get all my stuff on, I'm all wrapped head to toe to make sure I don't slip nothing out of joint or something like that. Right. That's so it. yeah, it, it it definitely one propelled me into the other. But I I, I have a love for it, man. I, I I gotta admit to be you know to continue to do it because I'm 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 46. I'll be 47 in a few days. Okay. I, I, I still happy I, early birthday. Thank you. I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate that. Right. So I, I still, you know, I, I still have a definite love for the sport. And um uh it was funny because uh concrete comics, Lonzo, he and I were talking one day. Mm -hmm. He was saying, uh uh, he was talking about one of the one of my videos he saw or something like that. He said, You should come up with a character that looks like you that does that or that is strong like that that way when people see you they'll notice the character and i came up with one mm -hmm. called tons t-o-n-z mm -hmm. he hasn't come out yet he's going to come out as part of another, another so wait oh you actually made it i thought y'all were just yeah. bullshitting around no 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 oh well we were at the time but he told me you know you, you got to start making them that are uh, uh 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 personal to you even though the last line is personal to me because I based it completely off my family mm. and uh, even my parents. They're in the second book. But anyway, um, he said you should just have a character that separates yourself. So I did that. And um, um, so, yeah, I, I, I tried to incorporate that part of lifting in there as well, because there's a lot of people in Strongman who love comic books. So they really? love what I do. Oh, yeah, they love what I do extra. A lot of people who I've competed against or competed with have uh, supported the uh, Kickstarter campaigns. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. It's a it's a it's a close knit it's a close knit sport. I haven't met anybody yet that I didn't huh? like in the game regardless of what level they were on. Really? Yeah. Now, and I trust me it's surprising. I thought the same thing. And then, now the thing is like I'm I'm sitting here I'm I I'm not going to act like I'm not surprised because uh one of one of my followers is um is a like an international bodybuilding federation uh athlete his name is uh terrence ruffin oh okay so uh he has this immense love for for comic books and he happens to be a bodybuilder so so i'm, I'm sitting here like uh, acting like i'm shocked and i'm like wait a minute mm -hmm. i was like the couple bodybuilders that i've talked to have said the same say the exact same thing oh yeah oh yeah 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 there, there's definite love for them uh there and then you can you know a lot of bodybuilders when they do their posing routines there dressed as superheroes and, and yeah. nature. So 
yeah, there's there's definitely a love for comics in there's a love for comics in pretty much every avenue. It's true. You know, that I've I've been in. If once you tell people you make comic books, the first thing they normally say is, Oh, you know, uh uh I used to read comic books back in the day. That's that's usually the first thing they say. Or two, I always wanted to make a comic book, but I never did. Mm. It's, it's one true. or the other. It's normally it, one or the other. It's true because the love for it like never dies. No. And the thing is, the fact that we've gotten the movies and something in a visual aspect has provided right. that much more content because me, me, I'm in my 40s, too. Right. Oh, so, so I thought a while ago, even though I, like I, it's it's been largely in, in influential, but I never thought I'd see the day where we could have this many comic book characters on the screen at the same time. Right. 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 You're right, and it's uh, it's funny because I was just talking to uh my son. My, I have a few sons. Mm-hmm. My oldest one is 17; he's about to be 18. My youngest is 11. And I was telling him we were talking about we were just looking at the new trailer for or the teaser or whatever for the Eternals. Yeah. And you know how they had the whole lead up. Yeah. Before it, right? Right. Well, uh, the the sizzle reel with uh Stan Lee. Yeah. Yeah. So I said uh. Regardless of whatever movies they come out with after this and whatever conclusion they come up to, phase nine or whatever, right? You're never gonna have a moment like Endgame in your lifetime, is what I told him. Yeah. Because they already, I mean, that that's you can't no matter what, they're gonna it's either gonna be compared to it mm-hmm. or it'll be something like it, but won't be as epic as because that's the first time it's ever happened. Yeah, it was a film 10 years in the making. Exactly. So you can't take that kind of fandom and that kind of of swell and duplicate it. Now, I've had conversations like with with Brian from uh, uh, Wingless, and he says they could do something similar. They don't have to do anything like it. And and I I, I agree completely. They don't have to mimic that. They don't have to. I'm just saying that moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Can't yeah. be duplicated. So this is like the prime time to be doing, you know, what we're doing. Exactly. No, no, I, I agree 100%. But um, in that same context, I felt like with the pandemic within the last uh, year or two, that it was almost the per. And I don't want to call it perfect timing because of the because of the what what we were going through at that time, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it was almost perfect timing for indie comics to be reachable at that aspect. I saw a lot of people putting out Kickstarters, a lot of people pushing out projects and everybody was getting shine. It was, uh, it was, was last year or yeah, last year was Kickstarter's biggest year. Yeah. It was a biggest year for comic books in general, as far as Kickstarters are concerned. Right. So, uh, you're right. You don't want to, of course, you can't make light of the situation. But mm-hmm. to me, what what the, the pandemic and everybody having to stay inside or did was it brought the indie comic uh, community closer mm-hmm. together. Yes, it did. It brought us all. We all knew, okay, we have to look out for one another. Because it, you could be, like, I've been at... Um, uh, uh, we did. We've done a few comic cons, and I've been at comic cons where your uh, oh, the other indie comics are 
are, you know, three aisles down. Mm-hmm. And it's you and somebody who's selling a board game on this side of you. And on this side of you is somebody who's making hats or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So what it did was it now pretty much, you know, like uh, uh, everybody's so eager to get back into cons. Now, I know who's going to be at everyone I, I go to now because yeah. it's going to be all over the place. It's gonna say, okay, it's open. Who's going to this one? Who's going to this one? What table do you have? So I could try to connect with uh, 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 the person who's putting it on so we can sit close together. Yeah. It, it's it's done that type of thing for us. It's it's brought us closer together and it's made people, uh, it's made people focus on both sides of the game, the creative side and the business side, because you can't just throw, you can throw up a, a Kickstarter and get it funded. Not, not easily. It, it still takes, it still takes work. Yeah. You can just get it funded or you could get it funded like, uh, like uh, Newton did with uh, 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 Crest City, Mon- uh, 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 City Monsters. Crest City Monsters. Or like TJ did with Okamus. Uh, uh, Okamus. There's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Just getting, you know, just getting funded and getting funded. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I understand. So now is the time where, okay, you can get it. You can get funded. You still have to work at it. Yeah. You can get funded or you can take the time it takes, like the pre-promotion time it takes. Getting your team, because now you need like a Kickstarter campaign team. Yeah. Not the people who put together the book. But the team of people who are going to be with you during the Kickstarter campaign, mm-hmm. pushing it out, marketing pushing it, it pushing out it. all the time, you know, doing stuff like this or uh, 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 or uh, talking to other people or, you know, email listings or, or things like that. So you got to have a team during the Kickstarter and then you got to have a post Kickstarter team to help you get everything out as quickly as you can when the whole thing is done. Yeah. So it's 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 a you know gone are the days that you can just show up and you know get money thrown at you and you don't have to do anything really for it. Uh yeah. And and the thing is as far as like uh major distributors are concerned, like the havoc that's been caused and with with diamond and oh. these distributors that are pretty much out there with the with the big two, it's almost like evident. Like you're seeing now, major major company, major comic book companies, jumping the Kickstarter. Yeah. To put out shit. Once Keanu Reeves did it, Berserker. Yeah. Before Keanu Reeves did it, but once he did it, come on, man. They they knew they knew where they were at, and also, and I want to say this, and I want to make sure I'm saying it right. Mm -hmm. It also creates like a a circuit of stores you can put your product in you remember like back in the day when you had like the chitlin circuit of certain places that you could have yeah like ray charles went to or who, whoever went to right yep. now there's like there's uh uh there's a uh, uh i can't believe i'm forgetting her name in philly who owns her her apple game and then there's the one i can't believe i'm forgetting her name now <laughs> in alabama is it Oh, I know, I know who you're talking about, but yes. So, like, now you know who these people are. And please excuse me once you see this. Don't be mad at me for forgetting your name. I'm, I'm bad with that. <laughs> um, 
And then there's Black Star Collectibles over in uh, L.A. right now. In Cal- yeah, in California. So now you can like reach out to these people and say, you know, can I put my product in your actual stores? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you work, if you put as much time into it, and, and that's like a, a major focus of us moving forward, as much time into creating it as you, or, or is you, if you put that same effort that you put in creating it, into the business side of it, 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 I'm not trying to say you get rich because no, nobody's in this to get rich. Your, your spread of influence mm-hmm. can be a little bit of everywhere. Of course. That's what you want. You want people reading your stories from California to, uh, you know, to Connecticut. Yeah. That's what you want. And that, that, that was the, that's the great thing about cons because you can put your you put your stuff right in people's hands. There's nothing like it. No, no, in my opinion, there's nothing like it. There isn't. It's a it's a it, I, I call it the Wall Street floor for comic books. Yes, it definitely is. As soon as it the bell is. rings, everybody's going off until the bell goes back on again. That's right. That's right. And it was so funny because I did I did one in Ocean City, Maryland, and it was just a day one. Mm-hmm. And I was there with my son, who at the time was 10 mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you have like a, uh, something, not a pitch, but you have something prepared for, you can say, you know, this book is kind of like, say it's a cross between the Fantastic Four and the Avengers. Yeah. That's what this book is, is kind of a cross between. He had heard me say it so much mm-hmm. that when people start, when I was talking to one set of people, he would say that to other people and I would turn around and he was making sales at the same time I was. Mm-hmm. And it, it it just becomes so kinetic. It becomes right. so kinetic. It's, it's just, I, I love it because people, you can see that people like the product and you see it firsthand. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not a, it's not a popularity contest. It's not yeah. anything like that. It's people just see it and they, and, and they come up and they have an actual instant reaction and there's nothing like that. I, I think I heard a similar story from uh, from TJ Sterling. He told me about like, I think he was um, he was at a table and uh, Greg Day was at another table and he said he had to use the restroom. And he had heard his pitch so much during that time. <laughs> and he right. was like, yo, hold down my table real quick. Right. And it all of a sudden, like he comes back over and he sees some he see him talking to some dude and he was about to run over and jump in. But then right. Greg, Greg goes telling the dude, yo, it's it's like space pirates. And he was like, oh, <laughs> he was like you, you heard what I was talking about. He was like, he was like yeah, he was like, I just told yeah. him space yeah. pirates. Yeah, it's 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 that. And it's funny because um uh I t- we worked uh, uh not worked, but we um did one together and TJ is definitely good at that. He's He's very personable, and I I got my cues on how to how to treat your product at a uh, uh, um, at a comic con from TJ and Concrete Comics. Mm-hmm. That that's Jamil and uh, um, and Alonzo, and um, because I mean the first one I really didn't know much to do, and it was at Eric Cooper's one in Philly. Yeah. Black Label Comic Con, that's the name of it. Yep. And that was our first one doing it. I didn't know, you know, what to do or anything like that. And that that one that day. It opened your eyes. 
opened my eyes as to very few people can just sit behind a table and sell books. If you're a known person. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I went to one with like uh, uh, David Walker was at it, you know, from, mm, uh, yeah. he was at the Schaumburg in New York. I went okay. to that one. He was there. He can do that. Mm -hmm. He had boxes of books, just had them out in front of him. People just coming by. Bang, 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 bang. Everybody else, you got to work that table. Yeah. Nobody really, and you, you, I'm sure you can relate to this. Nobody really cares more about you, what you're doing than you do. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to a Comic-Con or when it comes to your promotion or whatever, you have to find a way to make them care. It's like a, like my man Sean Mack from Short Fuse used to say, why should they care about your book? Mm -hmm. That is what you're trying to promote. That is what you're trying to convey. Why should whoever care about the story? So if I say it's a story based on my family, mm -hmm. if I say the last line, which it, the last line is, the last line is a story based, the, 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 the uh, heroes are based on my immediate family. And the arc of the first story that will be told will be about forgiveness, mm. family having to forgive and move forward and PTSD. That's what it's about. Right. Then people can kind of understand. Right. They, they realize how powerful that is. This ain't about just, you know, you know, jumping in a lake and, or this ain't about just, you know, trying to save a city or nothing like that. This is honest, you know, real life stuff that they not only have to deal with that, but they have to also have to deal with being heroes on top of that. Mm -hmm. How do you look out for your family? How do you be, how are you real to yourself and real to what you know you are destined to, to do, to be right. at the same it, time? That enables the pitch to the customer because you're speaking from convic conviction because it's a, it's a true life story. That's it. They, they're based through personalities and maybe four or five superheroes. But the thing is, I'm telling you the story of something relatable to me. That's right. That I put in right. these people. That's right. So like, like I said, I try to have um, at least my, my youngest or so, a member of my family. When we did the one in Philly, my wife was there too. Mm. And I can tell them this is, these characters are these people that are with me right now. Mm. And that, you know, once again, draws people to say, oh man, I at least gotta, you know, check out this or check out that. So it's it's a uh, at Constant Hustle Comics, we just want people to love the stories we put together. That is our main objective. That's it. We're not we're not trying to sell action figures. We're not trying to for y'all to come and to whatever movie theater which we're about to shoot our it, it's if you make a quality product, that will come in time. Yeah. Every I think a lot of people try to circumvent the process. They come out with two books. They feel they should already be on Netflix. We're not even thinking like that. Right. We just want a good catalog, a good thick catalog. So when you say, you know, I like this writer or I like that writer, we want some of our creators to be mentioned in those names. These indie these indie comics are making it. Like two of uh, the heroes from uh, uh, The Last Line were on the uh, 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 World of Black Superheroes mm. uh, 
website for the top 100 uh, uh, new characters. Wow. We had two of them on there. That means more to us. Yeah. Than pretty much anything else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's our that's our that's our that's what we're trying to do. So like when uh uh Dwayne Welch, who was one of our uh creators, the guy who came up with Carnivore and SF3 and and a new project we're we're doing that I'll, I'll talk to you a minute uh, 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 a minute from now about when he contacts me about a project and we're sitting there talking about it. It's never about uh you know and this guy would look great if we were a- able to talk to some director about animating the whole thing and and this and that and that and this and I have no problem with people who are doing that right. Chase your hustle. Do 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 what you feel is best. But it's I look at it like the whole like the whole uh Marvel thing, right? The the Marvel archetype. Marvel as a whole didn't get to the point where it is now by the stories they first wrote. Correct. It took a while and it took some real changes it took some real writers and it took some it took when it started to get real life when there was consequences for the heroes when there was this when there was that when there was all that involved Mm -hmm. those stories got to the point where people were like all right we can make a whole you know it wasn't until batman became the dark knight Mm -hmm. that you were like you know wow yeah something can happen and even though i i uh uh I don't want to call them Batman movies before I get angry messages from Brian or uh, uh, Michael Watson about how they're not Batman movies, they're superhero movies. But like the the Nolan three, Mm -hmm. you couldn't make those on a shallow superhero. You you can't make those on like the beginning parts of these, what these characters were, Mm -hmm. you know? You can't, Superman as a character, this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's pretty damn boring. It's very true. I agree. Pretty damn boring. I agree because when we when we look at Batman, we're not just invested in the exterior of the character. We're invested in the persona that's inside of, that's right. of Bruce Wayne, the alter ego, right? His darkness that's behind it, right? He knows there's a line he he has to go up to. He knows that there's certain things he has to do, and even when he feels himself going over, he has to pull himself back. And even when he had it under control, they start giving him other uh, 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 characters that he has to rein back, mm-hmm. like Damien, who was yeah. raised by his, you know, by his his grandfather. So now you got to say, okay, look, we don't kill, you know, justice, not vengeance. Mm-hmm. So even when he's got it under control, they give him other characters to to to, to pu- try to push him over the edge that he right. has to bring back. So we're not looking for all, you know, the glitz and the glamour and the airstrip, the chicas and champagne right now. That that people will people will know our catalog once we get to a point where we feel they should know our catalog. Or once the audience tells us they should know. Well well, shoot, let's talk about the the catalog. Now, from what I know, uh-huh. the last line, Avery D astonishing, zero gravity, the uh-huh. astronauts chosen. Uh-huh. What am I missing? Uh, SF3, SF3, Carnivore, and uh, Grim Hero, 
that just uh, 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 wrapped up not long ago. Um, and that's it that's coming out right now. Mm. We have another we have another Kickstarter starting in the fall for uh, uh, eviction Bellum is the name of it. And what it's doing is it's taking our characters from our universe mm -hmm. and putting them, not all of them, but a lot of them into one series. Wow. It, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be based, well, not basically, it's going to be a graphic novel. It's going to be three books in one. Okay. So, it's so, so it's pretty more, it's three singular issues into one volume. Yes. It's going to be one volume. It's going to be one full arc. And we're starting, we're going to uh, um, start pre, uh, uh, we're going to start promoting here soon. And we're going to launch it in, uh, in, a, uh, in the fall. And Dwayne Welch is writing. I mean, I have some input. Other uh, creators who, who their uh, characters are going to be in it have input. Mm -hmm. And we're, uh, uh, Greg Day did the, uh, uh, is the editor. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, we're um we're uh we're really pushing. We're really pushing our our, our object is to be small but not look small. Okay. So when you look at our books, and I, I don't want this to come across the wrong way. So there's indie and then there's indie. Mm -hmm. So I don't consider like IDW and Dark Horse and all that indie. That's no. not me. I don't consider that indie. There's indies who put real time into the books that they put out, mm -hmm. who actually go with the script, have somebody look over it, who uh, 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 have artists, colorists, inkers, who really do it, or they can do it themselves. Right. But they really put time and effort into it. And then there's people who just put a book together because that's all they wanted to do all their life. Mm -hmm. They throw one together and then they say, here, here's the book I want to do. I don't have any problem with though, with them. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with them at all. But we're not that. This is what we all have a passion for storytelling. None of us are ones and duns. None of us are. Mm -hmm. We all have a, a, a direct and, 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 and distinct passion for storytelling. And Every every creator involved wants to tell the best story they possibly can. So even when, like, say, uh, even when we can't come up with, uh, we can't, we try to come up with many issues when we can't come up with, with the bigger issues. And our many issues, we try to make them at least four to five pages. Okay. So that you can see what's going on with the characters. So, like, the last line has a mini issue that'll be coming out. Avery the Astonishing has a mini issue that'll be coming out. We have a, another uh, character named Pancho. He has a mini issue that's going to be coming out. So we're going to put all those together into a book that we will have available to, uh, 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 to read on the website. Mm. So everybody can, can, can get a, a feel of what we're trying to do. That's a... Uh, 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 and then there's Kasai... Who, uh, uh, Amber Hubbard, she's that's her character. She's going to be coming out with a mini issue for that one. So we're trying to give as much content as possible. And 
trying to, you know, stretch what we have so that we can keep the people interested in us as a brand as we move on. Mm. Now, dope, by the way. Now, let's talk about Avery. Okay. Would you consider Avery the Astonishing, the flag bearer for Constant Hustle Comics? Yes. And the funny thing about Avery being a flag bearer is that Avery was a flag bearer by popular demand. Yeah, man. By popular demand, because Avery has Avery has performed uh, better than any other property we have. And the funny part about that is that I thought it was going to be the last line. I honestly thought that. Right. When I had the guy come up with that, uh, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you have that. No, you can't put it up right now. Uh, when I had him come up with the uh, cover for it, the one with all five of them standing on the front, and it's like the universe yeah. in back of them. When I first saw that man, I almost cried when I saw that. I was like, man, this, this is going to be the one. I could feel it. This is going to be the one. And Avery was written, and then that cover, I had that cover done, and I'm like, man, I, I this is both of them. I can't tell which one is going to do it, right. which one is going to be that one. So it was my wife and my youngest mm -hmm. that said, why don't you just let the people who are buying them decide which one is really the flagship one. Right. So when people talk about Constant Hustle Comics, for the most part, and I have to say a lot of uh, also a lot of it has to do with people like Brian and Malachi who yeah. want Avery in other books. I mean, yeah. there's other people who have, who have come to me and said, hey, you know, Avery would fit real well in this or real well in that. But uh, when Brian came to me and was like, hey, this is what we want to do. I want you to read this. I want you to read that. And it was it was like it, it, it couldn't have fit any better. It couldn't have fit any better. And, the only way it could fit similar is this whole eviction bellum thing that Dwayne is putting together for us. Right. And, and other and, than that. And what you're talking about is nightfall. Yes, nightfall. Uh, yeah, and what you're talking about is nightfall for anybody that hasn't had a chance to read it. It's basically the story that's basically fitting Avery, Justice from Wingless Comics, Prime from uh from Concept Prime is in the first one. Prime is in the first one for Constant Moon. Yep. Yep. Is in the first one. Uh huh. Cal Caliburn's also in it. There's yep. a couple other wingless properties in it. But the thing yep. is, they wingless comics has kind of made Avery the focal point in this series. Well, yeah. Well, it, it goes back and forth, but yeah, yeah, it's between yeah. Justin and Avery. Yeah, but yes, Avery played yes. every Avery plays a huge chunk in this yes. storyline. And that was that was another uh uh that was another uh I shouldn't say reservation. That was one of my things I was thinking of when he said he wanted to use Avery because Avery is billed uh, or uh, yeah, billed as a powerhouse. Mm -hmm. Because of Avery's skill set, Avery is uh, as strong as like She-Hulk. Yeah. So a lot of the pictures we, we that we use for promotion for Avery is people trying to move her and she can't, Avery can't be moved. I hate to say she, Avery can't be moved. And a lot of people just want to use Avery as some sort of jumping off point 
some sort of leg breaker or some sort of this, some sort of that, without even have read the first book, without even have asked me questions. They just say, hey, Avery would fit well here because we need some, something, whatever Avery rep represents to them. Brian was the first one to come to me and was like, uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? He let me, uh, uh, we had multiple conversations and came out with the scripts before the first uh, thing was even drawn, mm. before any pencils were done or anything like that. And it came down to us agreeing, this is it, this makes sense before anything moved forward. Wow. <laughs> and I, I, gotta, I gotta tip my hat to him because I'm a writer, but I don't know if I'm at that level where I can put that many people in a book yet uh -huh. and give everybody and give people that aren't my my people time to shine like that. Look, but he that, definitely did that. Don't don't act like I don't have it because I have it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I have yep, it. Awesome. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like um it it stands out. I mean yeah, yeah her significance within Nightfall, her significance in her solo series just makes it poignant that I found it overwhelming even after reading, you know, I, I read the last line and I think that's dope. Right. That as far as like uh, the family significance, the, uh, the I, I told you before when we first got on, I felt that it had that lost in space feel. Right. And I was like, man, Avery is, Avery's the one. Yeah, Avery, and it's funny because other creators are telling me, man, you got you got to pump Avery out there more, so mm -hmm. that that uh, uh, you know the audience and and future fans, whatever, can see what Avery can do. So that that the next one, I'm I'm playing. I shouldn't say planning. I've already started uh, writing the next one. The funny thing about it is that so like I had other personal projects, and every all the creators have their own their own projects. The Constant Hustle Comics, mm -hmm. I don't have to, we don't bring on creators that I have to hold their hand or Dwayne has to hold their hand or Amber or anybody, or Krishan, anybody has to hold their hand or uh, uh, to, to help them through their projects. You get stuck, of course you come to one of us, yeah. we'll help yeah. you through whatever. Yep. But So I can focus on my own characters they could focus on theirs and then we could come together for other things so i've already i've got the team together for the next avery i've already got like a uh uh exactly what i'm going to do brian is going to be the editor for it uh david hutchison this amazing artist is going to be i want to send you the first uh, i want to send you like a a, a no nah, i won't do it I'll, I'll send it to you later. I'll send it to you later. Okay. There's a right. promo. There's a like a quick sketch he did for me, and as soon as I saw it, it got me, got me through the roof. That I want to write even more now. For it. <laughs> so, it's um we're um we're putting it together, but it's you know man, it's a process. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a process. I got I I just happen to know the right people where it's not like it was in the beginning. In the beginning, you got to prove yourself to the artist. You got to say, no, I really want to do this. Please believe me. But now people see the catalog and they know that we, you know, we're not fly by night. You know? This is true. So I can just go to them and say, hey, 
I want to attach you to this project. I'm going to send you the script in a month. Okay, don't, I, I got you. I'm attached. No problem. You know what I'm saying? Where before it was a thing. Before it was a, you know, I don't know you. You don't know me. Let me know, you know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So, but now, and we have, we basically have a creative family. There's people mm -hmm. I go to. There's people that, you know, uh, people for character design that we all go to. Mm-hmm and that do our character designs. There's people who do coloring and we're, we're bringing more people into that. But there's colorists that we have that we go to all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a printer that I use, Heroes and Villains, that I use all the time. And it's not, I, I use, like I use the same printer because I can send him a message in the middle of the night and he will answer my message. It's not like some of the big printers where you send him something, it'll be a week. And it's already too late. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I send him something. I get an answer back within a few hours. Mm. And then he sends me a video of my stuff printing. Oh, okay. So like when I, when I made, when I put in an order for stickers, he said, all right, how many do you want? He sent me the invoice I paid. And then within literally an hour, I got a quick five second video of my stickers printing. <laughs> so we, we tend to use people that are, are uh, uh, reliable mm -hmm. and that you can count, especially in indie comics, man. You got to be able to count on people. Yes, yeah, it's true. It's a hard, you know, it's a yeah. hard thing to have to go at it. You don't want to get left in the dark. Absolutely. Oh, especially when, when it's your work. I, yeah. 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 I see what you're touching on. And if you could, um, could you tell us about the team behind Constant Hustle aside from yourself? Oh, okay. Well, um, aside from myself, there is uh, there's Dwayne Welch who who has his his titles. He also does some uh, uh, editing work for us. Well, yeah, editing work for us as a whole. Um, and then there's uh, there's Amber Hubbard who has who, she does editing work, and then she has uh, uh, Kasai, uh, Frost Magnus. He has a uh, uh, he has a manga that he has, and he is like a world builder extraordinaire. Mm. Man, I can sit. I don't have enough money to fund all the ideas that Frost comes up with on a regular <laughs> basis. There's no way we'd be able to do all those projects, but he's amazing with that. We have uh, Richard Hahn, who's uh, doing, uh, he's a, a creator who's doing uh, Poncho. It's, the actual title is Poncho, God Among Men. But that's a whole that's that's a whole there's a whole backstory to that as well. Mm. And then we have uh, my uh, two uh, main partners involved in it, which is Charles Simpson. He's the guy behind. Um, he's our art director and the guy behind uh, Zero Gravity. And then there's uh, uh, Elijah Manning, who's our uh, uh, brand manager, and he's the face behind all all the extra stuff we do. And he's got a line coming out as well, and I can't think of the name off the top of my head. But he's um, he uh, we have a YouTube channel. He pretty much does all the videos for the YouTube channel. Okay. And uh, I tend we tend to go together to to uh, 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 either comic cons that we're not in, and the ones we're tabling. We tend to go together for that too. I'm I'm you may not be able to tell it, but I'm not very much of a, 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 a I'm very much an introvert. Same. So I don't really like having to put myself out there but this business makes it so i have 
yeah. to put myself you, out. You, you, you had no the opportunity to force yourself in the spotlight. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's, I would much rather, like, I would go to a Comic-Con and just go to other people's tables and sit back and people watch, and I'd be fine with that. Mm-hmm. But with this, in this game, you can't, there's no. just not, there's, there's just not that. There's no, there's, there's just no way of doing that. Oh, and I forgot uh, Ashley Cheatham as well, because he's our, uh, not only is he's our graphic designer, but he is, is Grim Hero. Okay, that's him. That's him. That's our guy. Ah. Yeah. So that's another one of our, that's another one of our things. So yeah, we're, uh, we're trying to get stuff done, man. We're trying to get stuff done. Everybody's working. Yeah, it's a slow process you know, right after. I get done here. I gotta box up more of those uh, uh um um astronauts chosen to mail That's those cool. out. So yeah, it's a it's a process, baby. Fantastic. Process. Look, man, I appreciate you being here. Um for, for anybody that has to that wants to get to see your titles firsthand, how can they basically get in, get constant hustle comics in their hands? They can go to uh, uh constanthustlecomics.com. And go to the store, and it has. It may not have all physicals yet, but every book I just mentioned is there digitally. Mm. And that's SF3, Carnivore, Zero Gravity, The Astronauts Chosen, The Last Line, Avery the Astonishing. All those are there digitally right now. Okay. Um, we're working on having a surplus for uh, um, physical copies, but we're uh, filling those up. We're uh, fulfilling Kickstarter campaigns now. So, and then we're, uh, uh, if you go on Facebook, constanthustle.com, I mean, uh, uh, Constant Hustle Comics, we're on there, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. We're on uh, Twitter, C Hustle Comics. We're on uh, uh, Instagram, Constant Hustle Comics. We're everywhere, baby. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. And if you want to just reach out, if you already have something, and you want to, you know, if you have a suggestion or Whatever we love talking to fans for real. You can send out anything to us, and somebody will will you know will uh, answer you, and we can have a full fledged conversation about the product if you want. No big deal. Hey, look. So so basically, for the most part, you're a not only uh, a comic book company, but you do provide fan service, and you do relay um, any type of suggestions or any type of questions that are given to you about the product that you're actually selling. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, you've got to figure you're providing you're providing a service for a customer. Mm-hmm. If we're lacking on something, like we used to use uh, a, a, a a a particular service for fulfillment, and it did not work out. Mm. I did not know that until people started reaching out to me, telling me that it did not work out. Mm. So then we had to take the hit on that, reprint a bunch of stuff, and send it out ourselves. Right. So we 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 love to take the hit off, and we try to make each one of our uh, we try to make we try to call fans not fans but family. Mm-hmm. So each one of our Kickstarter campaigns, for the most part, we have a tier where you could become a villain or a hero. Right. In the series. So once you do that, you'll get your book and you'll get a color copy of your character as well. Dope. So we try to we try to make we try to bring everybody into the fold. And do we fall short? Of course we fall short from time to time. That's why I said just reach out to us and whatever we fall short on, I'll make sure I make right. Mm-hmm. Bro, I appreciate you doing this with me. This this has been an awesome talk. I appreciate being here, brother. 
absolutely. And, and for anybody out there that hasn't uh, hasn't had a chance to to watch uh, or see any of Constant Hustle Comics uh, products, they are also available on uh, their Instagram page, Twitter page, or you can go to constanthustlecomics.com and see anything that Lawrence and his team has going for them. But uh, thank you once again for being here. No and, problem, brother. Thank you for having me. And uh, Facts Project, we are out.